Now, you know, it's weird. When Abigail Spanberger was my congresswoman, because I live in the West End in Short Pump, she just stopped coming on the radio with, with me. I don't think she ever came on with Jeff. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But she just stopped coming on. And I kind of resented it. Like, you know, I'm a Republican, but I'll be nice to you. And I'll ask you questions. And you just She just stopped coming. And I did at one point say, you do know you're actually my congresswoman, so <laughs> maybe you should come on the radio just for that reason. Didn't want to come on anymore. So I'm kind of mad about that. But then I got a reprieve because I got a new congressman. <laughs> and I like him, and he's a Republican. It's Rob Whitman. And he's with us this morning. Good morning, Congressman Whitman. How you doing? Good morning, John. Great to be back with you. I never have to worry about you uh, refusing to come on the air, so I'm very thankful uh, that you're here. And, you know, I saw you campaign over and over again, and you worked your butt off to make sure that the new people who might not have been familiar with you as the lines were redrawn uh, would know of your history in Henrico County and know about what you have been working on in Congress. And I was really impressed that you were willing to call out the Congress for not completing their work uh and 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 trying to hold these guys accountable when they just kind of walk away and say oh well <laughs> you know we'll see you in a couple of weeks I, i'm i'm pleased to hear some fiscal responsibility and some personal responsibility from somebody who's in the congress is it now that the republicans have control of the house can you execute on this uh, John, we have to. We absolutely have to. And I think it's critical for our nation. We have to get the job done on time, which means get a budget done by April 15th. And I believe we're on track to do that. I think we also have to get appropriations bills done. I do believe that the the fiscal long-term health of this country does require that we address the deficit and the debt. That does yes. require that when we talk about uh, extending the debt ceiling, that we do that with a fiscal, fiscally responsible uh, outcome of that, which means I do think it's very appropriate when you're talking about borrowing more money that you talk about how do you reduce overspending, which is what's happening right now, and how do you address uh, the current debt. I mean, just think about what a family goes through. If you have a credit card and you have maxed out your credit card, you don't go to the bank and say, by the way, increase my credit limit so that I can borrow more money to, to, to just pay the interest on the credit card. I mean, yeah. that's, that yeah. would never happen, but that's what we end up doing time after time after time. I think it's incredibly important for us as we discuss this debt limit to be sensible and to be responsible about how we address the nation's finances. That's simply what this is all about, and, and I believe it has to happen. And, and, and if we don't do it, then shame on us i mean we we have to work the way every other family has to work and that is to make sure that these nations uh, uh finances are sustainable and that means living within our means reducing deficits we we won't get to zero in one year but we can certainly put ourselves on the path and and we have to we have to look at how to do that and we and we have to be very upfront with people and say listen this does not mean that we are going to go after or do anything to Social Security or Medicare. Those, mm. those things need to be set aside because, listen, those are dollars that people paid in. We have an obligation to make sure the dollars paid in are the dollars that come out. That is a simple math problem. And there are things that need to be done to make sure that system is sustainable, uh, to make sure that the, 
dollars paid in are going to come back out into people's pockets. We have an obligation to do that. But that needs to be a separate discussion from this debt ceiling uh, um, effort that we're undertaking. And listen, there was a conversation the other day with the speaker and the president, and I think they had a good first step on that. Nothing substantive there. We said, oh, they didn't reach any agreement. Well, you don't expect it on Mm -hmm. the first discussion. But I do believe that uh, that there was a constructive discussion, not a whole lot divulged about what that is, but but we are working on a very thoughtful and sensible plan that puts this nation on track to fiscal responsibility. And we have to do that. And, and I want to make sure that everybody's involved. There are lots of great ideas out there. And I do believe that we will get to a point where we can put in place those fiscal, uh, fiscally responsible efforts to make sure yeah. we are on track to address the deficit and the debt. Do you, you, I mean, you were in the Virginia General Assembly, and I've pointed out to people pretty frequently that our Constitution in Virginia requires a balanced budget, thank God, or I think the Democrats would have spent us into oblivion when they controlled everything the last couple of years. Um, but that informs, I would think, your judgment in Washington. Do you think people like Senator Kane, a former governor of Virginia, Senator Mark Warner, a former governor of Virginia, and some of the other Democrats in the House representing Virginia districts, I I I guess they got to toe the line and and be supportive of their president, Joe Biden, but do you get in a room together and they say, hey, you know, Rob, you're right, we got to figure out a solution here, and we're all from Virginia where you do balance the budget, so what can we do to to find common ground or is it you go to dc and they just aren't interested in having that conversation no i think there are a number of people there that are very interested in having that conversation and that includes people on the other side of the aisle i think there's some different viewpoints about how we accomplish that and the things that we need to do uh and and ultimately you have to address it purely as a math problem you know when you have a deficit when you are in the red when you have that big minus number out there you either have to do one or two things. You either have to address the spending side, that is the, the demand side, or the supply side, which are the dollars coming in. I think everybody looking at it right now says, hey, listen, let's, let's address the demand side because we can do a much better job in what we spend in our government. Because uh, you know, there, there are, are folks on the other side that say, well, you just increase the revenue side. You just do away with, uh, with 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 the jobs acts, which were were the were the tax cuts that we put in place, that which we see now actually added to economic growth. So there is a difference in how people see that we yeah. address the issue, whether it's revenue or whether it's spending. I think you have to start on the spending side because if you look at the charts of the growth in the federal budget, and especially recently with what happened with COVID, and listen, I think some of those dollars needed to be put out there to help businesses. But yeah. there are still $500 billion out there right now that now, now they're obligated to states, but it's unspent. So right. why are we talking about some of that? There's uh, over $100 billion out there that's unobligated, just, just sitting there from the COVID-19 relief dollars. We ought to at least have a conversation about that and said, listen, yeah. if, if the state's unable to spend this, shouldn't we maybe pull it back in and devote that towards the deficit? Yeah. It seems reasonable to me. Hey, before I run out of time, let me ask you, one of of the things that I cheered when Speaker McCarthy said it uh, is that he wants to defund woke. And I do think that the Democrats have been very hyper-aggressive about funding 
uh, programs that destroy a lot of American history, and some of that is in Virginia. I mean, you know, it's like Virginia's ground zero, and this reconciliation monument in Arlington Cemetery. Of course, we were told all these monuments that are in cemeteries, that's a safe place. We want the monuments in cemeteries and on battlegrounds and in museums. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've been misled because that's now they're going after Arlington Cemetery to tear down this statue that was created by a renowned Jewish sculptor. I mean, anti-Semitism. Everybody talks about anti-Semitism. You're going after a Jewish, um, the, the, the premier work of, of, of a Jewish sculptor. And my understanding is that you are now vice chair of armed services. Is that That's the assignment yes. that you've been given. Okay, so that's great for Virginia that you have that role. Do you think there's a way for you to check these guys and stop this destruction now that Republicans at least can interact with the Pentagon in a position of power? Because I just think we're getting run over here by the leftists. Well, John, I I think those questions absolutely have to be asked. And I know I've been in in touch with the Congressional Naming Commission because, as you know, many of the military bases in Virginia were part of that. Uh, Fort Lee over in Petersburg, Fort A.P. Hill, uh, Fort Pickett. and, and, And those are things I think that you know, we understood what the process was going to be. But I, like you, you know, look at other areas where uh, the talk was it's appropriate to have uh, statues that reflect even even the the times in our history that that were painful. And I understand how those things uh, are painful to, to, to some. I, I want to make sure, though, that we are not going to the other extreme, and that is, you know, completely erasing our history, because it, it, just as you know, and you've said it before, you know, if, if we aren't willing to, to lay that history out there and keep it there for people to learn from, uh, if we fail to learn our history, then we're condemned to compete in it. And if you erase that, then that, that is problematic. Listen, I think that, you know, the, the, the statue that you speak of, uh, the Moses Ezekiel Reconciliation Monument at the Arlington National Cemetery, is, is indeed one of those that it at least deserves a deeper explanation. Of course, the, the commission now has been disbanded, but I, I, I do believe that you know, it'll, at least the questions need to be answered about, well, how, how was this decision made in areas where we thought this you know, wouldn't, wouldn't uh, include? So it I, seems I think like it's those... a little outside the purview. And my fear, Congressman, is that we're going to wake up one morning and somebody just rolls their crane in rips the thing out of the ground and you know dumps it in a warehouse someplace kind of like lavar stoney did illegally in richmond and we're all looking around at each other like oh gosh i'm sorry that happened and i yeah. i think we should check these guys and say no more of this this is why we had an election and we're gonna you know we're, we're gonna check it going forward yeah. i don't know what you can well, do it- but I know, well, listen, I think we need to ask questions. I mean, it's supposed to be a reconciliation statue. Isn't that supposed to represent right. unity after a very divisive time? And as you yeah. said, the, the sculptor there was, was Jewish. You know, is, uh, I think you can make an argument that the reflection in some people's minds is also on the other side, that it's, that it's uh, problematic from the standpoint of taking something down that was sculpted by, by um, you know, an incredible Jewish-American and that it, it was supposed to... Uh, represent reconciliation after the Civil yeah. War. So, yeah. you know, there is some maybe some contradiction there. So I, I, I agree. The, the questions need to be asked about why that statue. Well, I hope maybe they'll hear you at the Pentagon and at Arlington and, and tap the brakes a little bit now that they got a new sheriff in town 
and I appreciate you coming on today, sincerely. Congressman Rob Whitman, the uh, congressman uh, who represents much of Richmond now. Thank you. Thanks, John.